We depend on AI or artificial intelligence in many moments of our day-to-day -day lives, from finding a good restaurant with a search engine to finding our way home quickly with a GPS. But as the uses for this tech grows, there's also growing public concerns. Is AI safe enough for use in self-driving cars? Does it need more human oversight in social media to make sure sites aren't spreading fake news? And if the US wants to be a leader in the tech, will it have a trained up workforce and enough investment to compete with other AI heavy hitters like China? We sat down recently with Dean Garfield, president and CEO of ITI, the Information Technology Industry Council, which represents some of AI's biggest developers like Google and Facebook. Dean talked about how his members are facing these questions, starting with the first industry-wide AI policy framework released by the group last fall. So the principles say that governments should be careful. Careful when adopting new laws, uh, new regulations or taxes that might inadvertently curtail some of these new technologies. But then there's the other side of the argument that if we don't set a regulatory framework early, that some of these decisions about liability, like self-driving car liability or social media bias, might just come to the courts and be decided by a single person who might not have that technical knowledge, for example. So how do we find this balance? How does the industry find balance? Yeah, it's a, it's a great place to start. The operative word in the principles was careful. We talk about AI as a singular thing, but it involves a wide range of technologies, from quantum computing to high-performance computing, cognitive computing, machine-to-machine -machine learning. And so our view is there's an important role that governments can play. Our view is that, as well, governments have to be careful so they're not curtailing the development of nascent technologies or having unintended consequences. So certainly there should be a framework. It need not be one that's driven solely by government. Our preference would be that there be public-private partnerships where we can do self-regulatory, develop self-regulatory frameworks like the principles that we developed and partner with government in figuring out where there are problems and how we solve for them. So what are the, your thoughts then on some um, umbrella regulation as far as setting values or principles uh, around AI that some countries are doing, like Britain? Yeah, I think, I think if it is well thought through and the key stakeholders are a part of that deliberation, then it's less likely to be problematic. I think frameworks, principles are the place to start rather than rules, regulation that may in fact constrain. Let's talk a little bit about investment. Yes. So the National Science Board just found, uh, they just released a study last month that the, China is set to surpass the U.S. in R&D, research and development investment, this year already. It's been, they've been growing rapidly in, in their investments. So uh, China has also said that it wants to be a leader, a world leader in AI by 2030. What does this mean for the U.S.? Does the U.S. government need to look at upping its R&D here? Yeah, I think there are a number of things that the United States can and should be doing. One of those is certainly investing in R&D. Uh, I've observed what China and other nations are doing. And in the president's proposal, to the administration's credit, they do call out AI and do ask for significant resources. I think it's over $2 billion to be invested in AI. I think that's a good, strong starting point. I think there are other ways that they can invest. Uh, for example, the government can leverage AI itself. Uh, we probably have more people taking cooking in this country than taking computer science. So making sure we're developing the workforce of the future and that the government is a part of that. 
Uh, as well, the administration and government has technology tools and resources that the private sector doesn't have. Two of those are high-performance computing that academia and the private sector can leverage, and then second is data. Uh, the government has access to lots of data that can be leveraged for public good, uh, and our hope is that that's one of the areas in which they'll invest as well. Okay. Um, now, ITI has, for a couple years now, advocated for national dialogue on IoT connected devices, national strategy for these connected devices, and these will really play into artificial intelligence uh, technologies because they'll be feeding them a lot of the data that they're collecting. So I'm wondering how important is it, in your opinion, to get a national AI strategy right now? We see some legislation out there aiming to do that. What's your opinion, and where do you think we need to start as far as what policies absolutely could be enacted right now? So. I think that it would be helpful to have a national strategy on AI. Uh, that national strategy need not result in only legislation. It could be we need to invest more in R&D. Um, this administration has been reluctant to say we want a national, st or the United States wants a national strategy. So whether you call it collaboration or national strategy, I think some exercise aimed at motivating the country to recognize the importance of AI is critically needed. One of the things that resulted from the rollout of the China's national strategy last summer is you had over 13 provinces that took the national lead and started investing in creating zones devoted to AI. You also had a number of agencies develop their own AI plan. I think having the national focus that motivates action is what is needed here, and the administration could call it whatever they want as long as the work gets done. What about the idea of setting up an entire government agency to oversee AI, as has been proposed by Elon Musk? Yeah, so it is, I'm reluctant to disagree with Elon Musk given all of his achievement, but I disagree. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think there will be a number of technologies that come to the fore in the next five to ten years. AI and all of the subsets of technologies is one of them, but quantum computing will probably be as important, and having a pillar of government devoted to it means there will be a pillar of government aimed at regulating it, which I don't think is a good idea. I think what is more important is that, is that you have agencies across government looking at how to leverage and also thinking through the implications of AI. Implications for po potential enforcement or potential regulation yeah, if that would yeah. be needed. For example, or yeah, exactly. For example we, we know that AI has great potential and will probably create more jobs than it destroys, but there will be displacement. There will be jobs that don't exist anymore or don't exist in the way they do. How do we prepare for that? That's not simply a Department of Labor exercise. That's an all-of-government exercise, and so having a singular, singular agency just won't address it. The, I think the step change with AI is that it is more horizontal than vertical, so we don't need more vertical agencies. What we need is horizontal focus across multiple planes on this issue. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. That's all for this episode, but for more of our coverage, check out a free trial of Bloomberg BNA's legal and regulatory news and content at www.bna.com. This episode of Code and Conduit was produced by me, Michaela Ross. Our theme music is Scenes from the Zoo by Jazar.